Bright Sounds, the voice of Bright World. Hello and welcome to Bright Sounds and this week's podcast, which is all about our Safe September Start webinar that we held yesterday for our parents and agents. I'm Lana Foster, Managing Director of Bright World, and with me today, chatting, are other members of the Bright World Senior Management Team, who were all part of the webinar yesterday. I'm here with uh, Jenny Rumble, Director of Safeguarding and Operations. Hello. And Charlotte Hampson, our Director of Sales and Marketing. Hi, everyone. And James Foster, our Commercial De Director, and my husband. Hello. So we had um, 52 people who registered for the event, which was quite a few, I thought, and it showed how much interest there is in, for parents in um, getting their children back to the UK and how Bright World's going to help them do that safely. Um, I thought the webinar was very successful. What do you think, Charlotte? How do you think it went? I think it was it was really useful um, and a chance for parents to ask questions that they perhaps hadn't thought of until we were all together um, as a group. And I think our speakers uh, really helped to talk about the practical issues uh, that parents are having, which include flights um, and and the reality of getting back to the UK. So I, I found it really useful i don't know about you jenny if you thought the same yeah i think it was really um informative and hopefully very clear um as we managed to break it down into sort of very clear topics um of each of the stages of getting back yeah i thought that was quite good it sort of happened a little bit by accident in that we sort of went right from leaving your door at home um well before that even how to get a flight yeah, um, I thought Sue Gosling was was really good. Sue was our um, panelist from Travel Counselors, wasn't she? What did you think of Sue, James? Yeah, no, she um, pointed out some interesting um, facts. I mean, the, the um, problem of getting flights is uh, an issue uh, and will be an issue uh, throughout this month. And um, what was interesting was she was expecting flights to be fully um online in china for example um in september which um is a little concerning considering we've got flights for students coming this month from china so um, it'll be it remains to be seen whether those flights will come but hopefully they will because i think often a couple of the times that i've i've spoken to sue when we've had a flight that's come in you know flight detail from a parent i've told her look, we've got this student on this flight and she's looked on and she can see that that flight is actually cancelled. Um, and obviously the parent booking it can't see that yet. So I think at Brightworld, we're going to have to be, obviously, as usual, we're always flexible. We're always ready to cancel taxes and re reschedule things at the last minute. But I think this time that that's going to be particularly needed. Should we just have a listen to what sue said about um what she can do actually to help parents to get flights 
I work with travel counsellors that is an international company. We've got about 1800 people like me all around the world. Um, we access all the different airline systems, can compare prices and availability just at one glance. Um, we're a financial, we've got a financial trust for our company, so anything booked through us is financially secure. And we follow obviously all the, the guidelines and got a two page document we work from every day at the moment with things that are needed and to be um, advised with regard to the current situation. And um, yeah, I'd be pleased to help. And Lana's got my details, so anybody needs help, any information, I just need uh, where your student is coming from or your, your children are coming from, um, which, which cities, dates, ages, um, and then come to me and I can help. That was interesting. So I haven't had any emails yet. Has anyone had any emails from anyone who attended asking for help with flights? Not yet, but yeah, I do no. I do think having having her help um, as we get nearer to the beginning of, of the term is going to be really useful. Having that extra insight into where the flights will go ahead is going to put us one step ahead for our clients. So it's, it's going to be really useful having her knowledge, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, then we had Jenny. Jenny, you talked <laughs> to parents about all the research you've been doing to prepare our sort of pre-departure pre advice to them. Yeah, absolutely. And um, hopefully that will be very useful. Um, a big thing um, for everyone to remember is that, that if they're not traveling um, within the UK, they will need to complete a form um, with their details of where they're traveling to, even if they don't need to quarantine. Um, they still need to provide that information to help with tracing um, in case there are any cases of COVID-19 that come up. That's right and that's going I mean we're actually sending a link to all the parents out this week of this coinciding with this podcast actually isn't it an email. Yeah so I think that and obviously Jenny spoke during the webinar um, about that advice because it does start really doesn't it before they even get on the plane and things will be very different for our students um, usually they would just be expecting to meet their driver and walk fr freely through arrivals but now they'll be expected to wear a mask and they will have to go by the UK rules in the UK which which does ask uh, all children above 11 to wear a mask yeah, so that's, we got them as far as, as landing, going on the plane, landing. And then I thought it was um, really nice of Tina Knappman to join us. Tina, who is the owner of um, Allen's Airport Services, who's been doing an awful lot of work to get her drivers and her fleet of cars COVID safe for our students. Should we have a, just have a listen to what Tina was saying about how things were going to be different when children arrived? The driver will meet you as usual in the arrivals lounge with the board. Um, obviously we'll be wearing a mask, so we'll differ slightly from the pictures you may have seen. Uh, you'll have help with your luggage as always. Uh, they'll have hand sanitizer for afterwards. They'll go to the car, stow the luggage, 
students into the rear of the vehicle, um, please. And then everyone sanitizes hands, puts on masks and so forth. Um, masks are obviously mandatory now in the UK. So we will have um, disposable masks in the car should the student lose their own. Things happen at airports, we understand. So we'll have disposable masks, tissues, hand sanitizers. So there's no need to worry if a mask goes missing. Um, we do ask students to refrain from eating as this does tend to spread the virus in an enclosed space. Drinking obviously is, is fine, uh, water and things. Uh, comfort stops will probably be needed. It's, it's quite normal. We just repeat the whole process. So you use the facilities, get back into the car, sanitize hands, door handles and so on. So we've got them here, we've got them in the taxi. Quarantine, the big question of quarantine. And uh, Michael Voice, the principal of Cambridge Malcoy College, was on the panel. And I, I mean, I was a bit cruel when I said, so what's quarantine going to be like, Michael? <laughs> um, but I thought he answered it quite well. And because um, of course, we haven't done a quarantine and settling program, no. settling in program. No before. one has. So yeah. it's it's unprecedented. Um, but I do think that having been to Cambridge Melcoy College several times, and I know the uh, facilities and the gardens there, that if I was going to have to quarantine, I'd actually be really happy to be there because it's in a really small village in the middle of nowhere. Um, and they've got a really nice gardens and because the weather's so lovely at the moment students will be able to get online on their laptops sitting in the garden um, you know they're not going to be confined to their room which in itself is going to be huge because the rooms usually have four or five students in there and they've got one to themselves with an ensuite yeah that's they can decide which bed they're going to sleep in each night exactly. yeah they can have a different bed every night if they want to yeah it's a place that was designed to hold like 100 students but now it's um only holding what 20 25 there won't be time. that many no. there'll be so there's loads of space there's going to be yeah. loads of space as well i mean so. we're ma we're maxing out at about 15 because mm. what michael's got to do is use the second boarding house as a pot potentially should anyone fall ill he needs that for isolation he's being really conscientious about that so um i mean it's a non-profit making exercise for bright world we're just doing it for our clients so i'm not keen to sort of have more numbers i'm just trying to help as many students who who need it yeah and i think we're so lucky that michael has been so flexible because you know, at, at this stage, we know the countries that, that are needing to quarantine, but we all know that that can change um, any day um, with, with the new rolling um, addition of countries. So it, it is good to, to have that reassurance for our students and parents that should their country be added um, and, and they do need to quarantine on arrival, that we have that support available. Yeah, because I have a feeling that you know, once the school's underway, although they're offering quarantine during August, for a lot of the schools, you know, once they're underway at the beginning of September, they won't then be able to accept late arrivals onto quarantine if they haven't got a separate boarding house. 
So I, I think that the Bright World Quarantine Settling In programme maybe needs to be used throughout September and possibly, you know, way into October. Especially with flights as well. I know we were going back to that, but, you know, there are some countries that students coming from countries that will need to quarantine upon arrival, um, but they can't get onto flights. So it is great that we do have uh, the availability at Cambridge Melchior College. Um, but as we all know, most schools are also able to provide quarantine, um, which is good news for parents as well. Yeah. And um, let's just listen to a bit along to um, what Michael had to say when we asked, when I asked him that sort of awkward question, what's it going to be like? So <laughs> this is what he said. So students will be kept um, here in a very safe environment. Uh, they won't be um, able to leave the school grounds, but they will be able to move around the school grounds. So there's plenty of space for them to sit in to get fresh air, some exercise. And I think it's important they are able to calmly prepare for their return to their main schools. So, yeah, so then um, what were the other... There were a few sort of common questions that keep being asked by email that came through on the chat on the webinar. Um, one of them I could think of you answered Charlotte, which was what happens, what's going to happen at Exiat's half terms in Christmas. Yeah, and I think that's the funny thing because parents are looking ahead um, as far as, as Christmas and it, it seems far away, but it isn't actually that far away. Um, but the good news is we were able to tell uh, parents joining that we will be able to help with accommodation during Christmas if there are travel restrictions in place, whether that be within host families or at Relax and Revise at Cambridge Melchior College. With, with uh, Michael Voice in his Father Christmas outfit. Yes, yeah, so that was very interesting during the, the Chinese uh, webinar. Um, Grace chose not to translate um, the mention of Michael wearing his Christmas outfit. But I do think that, we're all joking aside, I do think it will be a very nice experience um, if, if the students do have to stay here uh, during Christmas. But let's hope that that doesn't have to happen. Yeah, because I'm sure they'd rather go home to mum and dad. But yeah, I think, um, I, I, again, I wouldn't mind spending Christmas there. I thought it was quite funny, Charlotte, because I spend a lot of November trying to talk to you about Christmas and you always say to me I can't talk about Christmas yet it's too early and yet I found myself yesterday in August um, being asking you about Christmas and you didn't even blink I mean you were there you knew exactly what was going to happen at Christmas for our students anyway not um yeah, so I did think Corey and the rest of the Bright World team would have a bit of a laugh about the fact that that was my question because they know how much I don't like talking about Christmas before it's arrived. Um, but in this case, I don't mind because it is for the for the best for everybody to talk about Christmas. And Corey, <laughs> Corey, we also call him the Grinch, so he wouldn't have would have hated the fact that we were actually talking about Christmas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, oh, one question came up, which was very funny. I I did think that um, not the question being funny, but that the answer was funny given by James Foster. Um, the question was, during this lockdown period, how are students getting their hair cut? 
it was well it was lucky I was there because I don't think anyone would have been able to answer it but <laughs> I remember when I was at school that we had haircutting every I can't remember whether it was every mon month on a Wednesday or every Wednesday a hairdresser used to come in and cut people's hair <laughs> if they wanted it cut um, whether or not that happens now in, in schools, I don't know. I mean, it was over thirty. Well, it's thirty years. <laughs> ago, so. You said it was like in the that was the olden days. Yeah. Um, but I, I literally, in all the years I've been working in boarding schools, I have never heard no, of a visiting I, hairdresser. Well, I don't know. <laughs> do now? I'm not sure. Have you, Jenny, as as director of safeguarding, have you ever had to sort of deal with a haircut, an emergency haircut? No, I mean, we've been asked to take students out for a haircut, so I can only assume that either they don't have a visiting hairdresser or they were had prior engagements when the visiting hairdresser arrived. Maybe it was because James was in a rural school. It might have been, although there there was Sean and Kieran's in the village. That <laughs> yeah. I did wonder whether Jenny was going to mention about one of our students that had to stay in the UK over during the lockdown and I think they if I remember rightly he did some gardening so that he could get a haircut um, from his host family is that right Jenny? Um, I think it was a joke <laughs> I hope it was a joke but he was very happy to do gardening and he enjoyed helping them out it wasn't actually hard labour. Yeah, in exchange for a haircut. So I <laughs> Although I do think they got the clippers out. Is the host <laughs> family a hairdresser or did she just fancy herself as a bit of a go, a bit of a Vidal Sassoon? I'll give it a No, go. I think it was, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Have a go hairdresser hero. <laughs> <laughs> That's just brilliant. Um, so we have the, hair, the haircut question. Um, we also, I mean, obviously back sort of going a bit serious now, everybody, I've had loads of emails and um, everybody was interested to know the answer. Um, what happens if my child contracts COVID-19 while they're in England? So I'm sorry about that, Charlotte, but I gave you the, the, that question to us, but you did answer it really well, I thought. Yeah, so I think, um... It was actually Jenny. Oh, was it? Oh, I gave you the credit and it was Jenny that asked. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that's because during the um, our webinar that we held um, with some, some guest headmasters um, and other members from the industry, um, I did talk about that. And yeah, so obviously nobody wants their child um, to be in that situation. Um, but, but Jenny did just explain to parents that they should be isolated at school um, in line with the government guidance um, if they do get ill while they're at school and similarly that if they're in a host family they would be isolated there as well. Mm. And another question that people have been asking um, is about the need for private health insurance um, so I think it was good to cover um, the fact that anyone with Covid symptoms would be treated on the NHS and there's um, there's no benefit to private health insurance um, in relation to COVID-19. They're not going to get yeah. fast-tracked, are they, anymore? No. I mean, they're going to get fast-tracked anyway. Um. Yeah, and I think, I, I hope it was reassuring for parents to hear that from us um, as their guardian, that we, that the NHS has 
coped incredibly well during the whole pandemic um, and that we are you know comfortable and confident um, that we would be able to call on the NHS if one of our students did become unwell. Yeah well I think um, I think it went really well I've had quite a few emails thanking us for the, the webinar so I do hope that um, people did feel reassured um, by by joining us and being able to chat through it with us and um, thanks uh, Charlotte, Jenny and James for joining me today and for your input into the webinar yesterday. Um, yes and let's just hope that um, all of the parents and agents are feeling more confident that flights start to be released and actually take off, uh, that our taxi drivers are there at the airport and safely get students back to quarantine or school all in the next few weeks. So we're looking forward to welcoming everybody back to the UK safely. So thank you very much and bye-bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Bright Sounds, a podcast from Brightwell Guardianships. If you're interested in finding out more about anything we've discussed today, please visit our website www.brightwellguardianships.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter to find out more. Bright Sounds is available as a podcast on major podcast platforms or by subscribing directly to us on Podbean. Please look forward to more fascinating interviews and discussions with our Brightwell team and expert guests. Take care and we'll hear from you at our next Bright Sounds podcast.